0: Hi, everyone. Terry Welbrock here. Just wanted to take a moment before today's episode. I'm going to talk mid-episode about a few exciting announcements for just a few moments. Uh, But before today's episode, uh, I wanted to share with you that I am working currently on finishing up. I just finished the narration on audiobook number six, and... Uh, I have four chapters left to finish up audiobook number seven. So those will be hitting the Amazon audible shelves soon. Um, and I'll let you know about those and keep you posted. But meanwhile, if you go to uh, my Facebook page, just go to Facebook and the Healing Place podcast or connect with me on LinkedIn at Terry Welbrock. Uh, I'll put links out and be sharing about those books as they Um, finish final production, and uh, again, hit the shelves. Um, Yes, my book, The Caregiver Chronicles, that launched last week um, at number one and number two in paperback and Kindle in new releases under the aging parents category, is just getting rave, rave, rave reviews. Very exciting. Some exciting announcements coming up about that. Um, that I can't talk about just yet, but we'll be sharing soon about the uh, charitable organization we will be sending the proceeds to. And the other last thing that I wanted to talk about was I have a summit going on right now that I was invited to be a part of. So if you would like more information about that summit, The Finally Feel Free To Summit, which is filled with just an incredible array of amazing speakers in the healing arena, you can check out um, that on, I believe I put a link on my website, terrywellbrock.com. If not, pop on over to Facebook, Terry Wellbrock, uh, or I'm sorry, The Healing Place Podcast Facebook page, and uh, you can find the link for that there. All right. Now for today's beautiful, oh my gosh, so inspirational, I learned so much episode. Welcome everybody to the Healing Place podcast. I'm your host, Terry Welbrock, and smiling yet again, I always get so excited when I have these amazing guests come join me. So today I have Simone Luti, and he is a CEO and founder of Healthy.World, a unique wellness as a service software platform. I love that, and I'm excited to learn more about it. Helping companies save money on healthcare costs and encouraging their employees to stay or get healthy. Simona also serves as the founder and chief wellness officer at Sacred Healing LLC, where he has leveraged a personal health crisis to enhance the well being of 300 plus clients with a focus on healing trauma, physical pain, and mental and emotional limitations. This is another thing I'm excited about. Simone is creator of Applied Neurocellular Therapy, which combines modern technology and ancient wisdom into unique and powerful healing modalities. So welcome, Simone.
1: Hi, Terry.
0: Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me. Oh, for sure. And again, I told you before we hit record, I'm so excited to learn personally, but I know my audience is really going to resonate with uh, your healing work because you do uh, energy healing, which we've talked about a bit on this show, and a death duel. Gosh, I hope we can tap on that a little bit as well. So uh, I'll stop yammering and let you chat a little bit about um, really, I guess we'll start with your health crisis and how it led you to what you're what you're doing now.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, like every time I have somebody else read my bio, I get chills chills from you know i'm being reminded of how far i've come and you know where i'm at now and i really look at health crisis as something that happens for us not necessarily to us if we have the courage and the help to look into it um and you know anyone can heal themselves i believe that you know from the bottom of my heart if i can heal so can you know so can everyone else but sometimes it's a bit of a crazy journey as as it has been for me so you know this really started in 2016 I was on a uh, mission trip with my son in the Dominican Republic. Uh, woke up one morning and this, uh, you know, muggy environment in a little schoolhouse, sleeping outdoors, and my shoulder started to hurt. And I just felt like achiness in my shoulder. And we had dug uh, trenches before to get running water into, uh, you know, into the village. And I thought, well, maybe it's old age, or maybe just, you know, all the physical labor. Uh, it'll, it'll go away. And unfortunately, it got worse and worse and worse and worse. And what you do, you go see, your uh, you know, your doctor, and the doctor recommended you should do physical therapy, and uh, the physical therapist recommended, oh, we should do electrotherapy on, you know, on your shoulder and stretch it out. And unfortunately, I, I learned later that I also have an electromagnetic hypersensitivity, so all of the treatments that they tried actually didn't didn't help, and it got worse. So it traveled from my right shoulder to my left shoulder, traveled down my hands, traveled down into my hips and into my legs. So at my worst, I could not get out of bed in the morning. Uh, My hands were swollen shut um, and I had to get into the pool. I lived in Arizona at the time and I had to get in the pool to just do water aerobics and um, to try to get out of bed. Um, And what you do when you have a health crisis or for most people I would assume, right? So we're kind of looking to the Western system and that's what I did as well. I went to the top clinic uh, in uh, in Arizona. I was matched up with a rheumatologist, and you know, they prodded and poked, and you know, lab work and X rays and all these things. And at the end of the road, he basically said, "Well, you have something called a zero negative inflammatory arthritis, which is a medical term to say we don't know what's going on. Your inflammatory markers are up." And he recommended I would take plaquenil. Now, for those of you familiar with uh, with that, plaquenil is a malaria medication. That seems to be working in rheumatoid arthritic or arthritis uh, stuff. And um, I have to, uh, although, say thank you to this doctor because he said one key phrase. He said, go see an ophthalmologist because uh, one of the side effects is he could go blind. And I go, wait, my eyes are the only thing that are working properly. Why would I even mess with that? And that really was sort of the, the kick I needed to go. I need to get to the root cause of this. Why is this showing up what is making me sick in the first place and then really a serendipitous uh journey started um that i was connected with a with a center in in a clinic in switzerland they ran the right labs they figured out i had a heavy metal toxicity uh most likely because i used to love sushi and ate a lot of tuna and had metal in my in, in my you know dental stuff like we all do um and i had a toxic um or I had toxic environmental toxicity as well, and I had a food allergy. Um, But it was at least now answers, right, that I could start to do something about. So I started the process of chelation therapy um, to get the heavy metals out. Um, I started to do um, IV laser therapy to get the toxins out, and I started to change my diet around. Uh, And I'm happy to report, like, I'm not taking anything. I'm not on any pharmaceuticals, and I'm not on any supplements, um, you know, completely healed from... Uh, from that crisis
0: wow and as you spoke you saw me shaking my head yes and smiling because I so (laughs) related to what you what you went through along your journey and very similar and and folks who have tuned in before know that uh, yeah so when you all of a sudden you're healthy healthy healthy-ish and uh, but but everything your body just starts to say nope done (laughs) Can't handle this part. Can't handle this anymore. And uh, yeah, how Western medicine, again, wanted to just keep throwing a pill. As a matter of fact, I tell this story often when I first went to my primary care physician and I had tears in my eyes because I was like, you know, your blood pressure's through the roof, your, your, your electrolytes are out of whack, your vitamin D levels are plummeted. Your It, it was just like this list of 20 things that it was going wrong in my body all at one time. And so, of course, I was naturally as a human emotion upset. And the first thing the doctor said was, well, we're going to get you on an anti-anxiety medicine because I was having a natural human emotion. And I was like, well, hold up. <laughs> hold on just a second (laughs) this isn't a oh let's dry these tears up with an anti-anxiety med Uh, what is happening like let's get to the root cause and I love it that you said that the root cause because really we're masking the you know the symptoms when we're we're just throwing things at it instead of saying why am I having this going on
1: yeah, absolutely. And You know, the crazy thing about it is that, you know, the current Western Medical system. so don't get me wrong. There's a, there's a place for that. If you have a broken bone, you know, absolutely go see it, you know, and or cuts or, you know, things like that. But there are labs that you can do today that will properly diagnose you that really get closer to the root cause. None of those labs um, are readily available. Most doctors don't know about those, but even they are available in the US. I I first started to get, you know, having the right labs done in Switzerland, as I mentioned, but they're here, they're available, uh, but none of the insurance is covering it. It's mind blowing, right? You think about that, how many people, and I see this in my private practice day in and day out of people coming in, end of the road, have been to every doctor possible and go help. And you go, okay, well, this sounds like an autoimmune, and it is treatable, um, you know, it's just a matter of actually figuring out what it is and what's making you sick and then you know getting getting the right treatments done. And uh, you know the fact that insurance doesn't cover it right most people probably won't be able to afford a six $700 lap lap bill so it's you know we, we really have to fundamentally change and think the way, or, or we need to change the way we think about healthcare and like what we need to do. And I think we're at the precipice, at least what I'm sensing is, you know, the US lost 20% of their health workforce over the pandemic in the last couple of years of stress uh, related symptoms. It can continue like this. So I, I I am, you know, you, you, you you know, we talked a bit about that before we went on the air, um, you know, I'm super positive about, and I look at the, the opportunities here and I really truly believe that we're sort of at the precipice of starting to think and rethink, uh, you know, how healthcare should be administered. Um, and so, you know, I want to be a part of it.
0: Yes, and I I agree wholeheartedly. I've I've said the pandemic. I, I try to look at the silver linings, and I think that's one of the one of the silver linings is that folks really kind of took a step back to look at um, their health and their habits and. Um, I know you and I both talked about how we changed our eating habits. And I really started to understand the impact food was having on my system and how food is, is really a healing modality. And by feeding myself with such incredibly delicious, wonderful whole foods (laughs) that my body was like, Oh, this is something we really needed.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then, and, and, you know, Unfortunately, with with factory farming and some of these things, um, even the foods that we get here, you know, in the U.S. are not always um, healthy for us, right? You think about, let's make a hearty vegetable soup. Let's get a crusty bread with that. You know, the aroma in the kitchen is amazing. Uh, but the fact that the flour you got or you, that this bread was made is practically not, non-nutritional. So in my case, um, part of the food allergies I had, I had a gluten intolerance. And I love bread, right? I'm Swiss by birth bread cheese yogurt you know all these things and then also the doctor says you can't have this anymore for now um so i had to really change the way um i ate for you know for a good three years or so i started becoming vegan now i'm adding things in again or, or whatever my body says yeah today that's that's fine but you know the interesting thing is when i am in germany or switzerland i can eat bread again it doesn't make me sick and as soon as i'm back here you know my body starts to be achy you know from all that and that's another topic that you go, OK, come on, like we, we got to get back to, you know, uh, the way food was designed and and uh, not mess with it. And uh, and but food is medicine. Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. Uh, and the, the body will tell you. I, I remember that I was my mom would get angry with me because she made Ratatouille. Um, you know, so this is the, the tomatoes and the eggplant and uh, zucchinis in there. Um, and I hated it. I don't know, something is, and, and of course, I, I'm the generation where the parents would go, you eat what's on the table. You you know, you know, won't get dessert or something. And now I know I am actually uh, allergic to nightshades. Nightshades, tomatoes, peppers, eggplant, zucchini, you know, goji berries, all these things. And I go, oh, interesting. My body actually early on knew that this wasn't good for me. It wasn't about not liking it. Well, I don't know, like it, but you know, my body instinctively told me don't eat it because it's not good for you. And okay. I think when we start to tune back in as to why am I not eating this? Why do I not like this? You know, perhaps it is really something that it's just your body says, no, nope, not good for me. You know, I'm going to stay with something else.
0: Yes. Oh, I, you see me like, again, I'm sitting here beaming and smiling because I literally could not stand tomatoes. My mom was such a great cook. And so as a kid, she would always make these grandiose meals that I was like, can I not just have like a hot dog and some french fries? But she would have these great <laughs> meals. And um, I would always pick all the red stuff out of my food. Like if it had a tomato, if it had, yeah, anything along those lines. Well, again, when when I got super, super ill from, from the mold exposure, um, and one of the things that I had come across was that I have this reaction to Nightshades. And so, yeah, so immediately I was like, oh, I wonder if it again, if it had always been lingering there. And my body was like, oh, my gosh, get it away. I don't want it
1: anywhere near me.
0: So, yeah. Isn't
1: it interesting? Yeah.
0: Fascinating. So now your work. Oh, I mean, you're doing such incredible work in, in many different ways. I know you work uh, as an energy healer. Can you talk a little bit about that? And then we'll kind of maybe transition into... Uh, some of the other things that you're doing um more globally,
1: yeah, absolutely. Uh, I would love to. um uh, it was interesting part of my healing journey uh, was also reconnecting again with my soul's purpose, and that sounds a bit hokey. I, I'm sure you know some people are like what what is he gonna start talking about? So you know uh, we're we're gonna get into a little bit of the woo-woo stuff of this, uh, but it's important as well. Uh, so I had um, been introduced to a gentleman uh, named Alberto Vialdo. So he's one of the neo-shamans, uh, famous author. And he brought the knowledge of the shamans of Peru into the Western world uh, over the last 20 or 30 years. And so I was uh, fortunate to have had a workshop with him uh, called Grow a New Body, which was basically talking a bit about the importance of food, the importance of supplements, but also the energy medicine. So traumatic things can be ancestral trauma that is in our genetics. It could be, you know, personal um, trauma and or karmic patterns that come in and the ability to actually remove that out of, you know, the body, out of the emotional body. Um, and during that workshop, something interesting happened. We had a, a, a the spot shows a picture where uh, on this castle ruin, beautiful day overlooking Germany, the border of Germany, France and Switzerland, I have my hands in the air and um, I feel energy hitting my hands for the first time. It's almost like a, a water hose hitting the palm of my hands. And it startled me and I go, what was that? It's just a, a different sensation, nothing I, I've ever felt before. And, uh, you know, talked to Alberto and he said, well, maybe you should, you know, develop that. And, and I'm still a corporate guy, right? I am in the executive team of, uh, of a large credit card company. And, um, this energy is hitting me. I'm coming back home. I'm starting to talk to a few folks, uh, you know, that I trusted. And somebody said, well, maybe you should you know, look into Reiki or do something with it. And I thought the world has gone mad. You know, I am my reality. You know, I was married at the time, uh, busy on my job. And now all of a sudden this new facet, you know, so somebody's talking about Reiki. And I couldn't, I couldn't even, you know, get my head into what that, what that would mean. There's probably a little bit of fear. Right. So when something starts to shake your life and you go, "Mm, "Okay, I don't I don't know where this is going to go. Is it going to be good or is it going to is it going to hurt? Right. Um, But about a year later, I just surrender to it. I, I think that's probably the best advice that I could give, like surrender. Sometimes surrendering into it and not fighting, it starts to really unfold a beautiful journey of answers, especially when we're when we're ill. And so, in, in really rapid succession, uh, I became a Reiki master, I studied with the, the Four Winds, and so uh, been uh, a Mesa carrier now for a couple of years, uh, initiated by the Kero Shamans of Peru. Uh, in the process, I've met this absolute beautiful um, medicine healer in, uh, in Alaska. She was one of the 13 indigenous grandmothers um, and she was the only non-medical personnel at the native at the Alaska Native Hospital, um, so learned techniques there. I've been always introduced to a bunch of different energy healers uh, with techniques from around the world, and that's what I'm, you know, what I'm doing now in my um, in my private practice. Uh, really looking into what is why are people sick in the first place is it initiated on the physical plane is it on the emotional is it on the intellectual is it on the spiritual side of things because it can you know really form on any of those dimensions um and um it's been just an absolutely gratifying experience a because talking about my own journey but then really starting to get deeper into right so it's not a be diagnosed here's a pill go on your way it is kind of an uncovering peeling away the layers of uh, of things and and like i said if, if if people are ready and are willing to start digging deep like there's healing that can happen on on all those levels and we are also able to heal backwards and forwards so this is a bit of the concept of time isn't linear time is circular so can you travel back in time to find the root cause of what's has really brought disease into your ancestor line and your family and can you also influence what's happening to your kids and and your and your grandchildren and you know the unborn generation that's still that's still to come and i'm still fascinated by this ancient wisdom and full of gratitude that i was able to learn it and also now share it with the world
0: yes oh my gosh that was one of the messages i got i've had some meditative experiences where i was given very powerful downloads of information and one of one of the messages i received was what's then is now what's now is then and it was it was a it was a time message about how uh, really there is no time. So that it to me, what you were just saying so resonated because I totally get it, and I totally agree. Yes.
1: <laughs> it's amazing, yes. isn't it? And uh, you know what a what a concept, And I think we're slowly starting to get back into this ancient wisdom, stuff that's been around, right? we We as a species survived for thousands of years, before Western medicine, before all this technology and this breakthrough okay so there's got to be something here where we where we just need to get back you know into kind of the the flow of things and feeling feeling our bodies be in connection with nature be in connection with spirit and and there's so much wisdom like you said that stuff comes in you just need to be open to the messages that that are coming coming in through you
0: oh for sure yes yeah Hey, everyone, it's Terry Wellbrock, just taking a little break mid-episode. I know for the past couple of episodes, I have been talking about my new role, another new role and all of my hats that I wear, uh, obtaining my life and health insurance license here in the state of South Carolina, although I'm not limited to South Carolina in uh, being able to help people. Uh, So no matter where you are in the United States, um, reach out to me at terrywellbrock.com. And there's a tab on my website that is says request a quote. Um, I'm also looking for people to join my team. So if you are interested in learning about some work from home opportunities, um, please go to that page, that request a quote page on terrywellbrock.com and scroll down. Well, you need to fill in name and what state you're in and all that fun stuff. Um, But you can, down at the bottom, it says, uh, yes, I'm interested. Or I know somebody who might be interested in uh, work from home opportunities. So, all right. Now, back to today's wonderful episode. Thanks. Well, those are, and again, like you, uh, I was very logical thinking person. And then as I've opened myself up to the possibilities and more and more and more, it's amazing now what can come through and how I can connect to, um, yeah, just these amazing messages that are there for all of us. I mean, truly for all of us. So,
1: yeah. Yeah, exactly. And maybe it's, it might be helpful to even touch on my 2020 experience. I had a bout with cancer, uh, oh, you know, yes. I just moved to the East coast and, um, I was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and I look up to spirit and I go, seriously, Again, I just survived the massive, you know, autoimmune. But now, really, so twenty twenty was not a great year. I mean, it was difficult for most of us, but like, you know, at at cancer on, on top of that. Um, but again, it was about why is this showing up in the first place, and was really two things that I, that I want to you know share. One, um, coming to grips with my own mortality, and really being okay if I die today. Like, you know, I'm I'm not regretting anything. That wasn't ready to go, uh, but that initiated me into this, you know, you touched on it, my my work now as a death doula, because as a as a society, we don't really talk about death. It's scary, right? Uh, we're bringing all these resources into births and like bringing someone into this life, but we're, we're doing a not such a great job in, in, in letting somebody travel back to source or to heaven or, you know, however you want to frame that. Um, And so I I don't think I would have ever, ever, ever thought about becoming a death animal had it not been for that experience. And then the second part um, was amazing to me. I threw the kitchen sink at it, full transparency. I also done chemo Um, and I've done uh, traditional and, and alternative medicine. Just, I wanted to get, uh, I wanted to get, well, I get the all clear signal in November, 2020. And in spring of 2021, I could feel a sensation in my throat knowing, oh, it's coming back. And I was like, this cannot happen. So again, why is this happening for me? I thought I had this all figured out. And and then um, I read um, a book about uh, our soul's plan and, and that we have this notion of that when we incarnate, that we're actually deciding what are the experiences we want to experience in this physical body? Who do we want to experience it with? And what are some of our karmic lessons? With the help of a psychic and a medium, I realized that um, I, out of the nine karmic lessons that we can choose, I picked six. So I knew I had a kind of a crazy incarnation anyway. Um, But one of the key things um, to me was her, her statement, the purpose of your life is to die of a natural death. In your past incarnations, you, you, you've committed suicide or accidental suicide. And your purpose now is to live a long and healthy life. And I thought, wow, like how profound, right? So I always, um, my mom would always say, oh, you know, colon cancer runs in the family. You got to have your colonoscopy and all these things. And I would say, cancer is not my future. Well, inadvertently, by repeating this, I, you know, you're giving it energy and something showed up. And from the moment that I realized what I was doing and changing that phrase from cancer is not my future to I live a long and healthy life, I'm healthy, I live a long and healthy life, I'm healthy, I live a long and healthy life, I'm healthy, 30, sometimes 60 times a day for, I don't know, I think it was probably two months that I've been repeating this. And all went away. I didn't do any treatments, didn't do any more chemo, didn't do anything else, literally just by having a positive mindset. And that was the other piece of it, right? Figuring out why I was ill in the first place. Um, and then having practical tools to influence uh, you know, my own healing journey. And uh, you know, I'm looking at you now, I'm. I know it's in the rearview mirror. It's I don't even think about it. I usually don't even use the C word anymore. Uh, but for the, you know, for the for the purpose of the show, I thought it was important to just, you know, share a little bit of that detail.
0: Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you said that. And as you talked, I was like, oh. <gasps> So I've been putting out this message, you know, prayers, whatever you want to call it. And just saying, all right, I really need to know some answers because again, I've been doing so much better, so much better, tremendous healing strides along my, this journey of these last two and a half years. And, um but the left side of my throat has, has always caused me issues. Like, it's just, I'm always like, oh, there's a lump in there. Like I can feel, like I can feel it. And twice doctors have put a, you know, camera down my throat and been like, there's nothing there. There's, we don't see anything. There's nothing there. There's nothing going on. And so I just, I'm always keep saying, like, I know there's something there. Is it like a mold um, colony that's like built up back here? And so I'm always pressing around and I'm like, and then it's always like, like daily, it's like, hard to swallow so then you were just talking and you said oh the sensation in my throat I was like oh my gosh I have to ask him like what was the sensation in his throat so again I keep telling myself here you're you're healthy don't let your anxiety you know your past history like your anxiety cause." and so I just keep talking to myself and then it kind of dissipates a little bit so and then know life starts to come to the surface, bubble to the surface, and I and then I'm like, oh my throat feels like it's closing up again. And so again, it's just such a it's such a fascinating journey when our body's trying to talk to us and then we like try to talk it out of it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Well something really interesting just happened. You took off your glasses, right? And and you're starting to now see inside, right? It was no longer Trying to find answers with your with, with your outside lens, but really starting to focus inside. And the sensation in the in the throat, um, you know, can have a couple of different uh, sources. Uh, I've always had throat issues from the very beginning. Three years old, I uh, I almost died um, of a, something called an epiglottitis. Rushed to the hospital last minute, intubated. Right. Um, I've had I have sleep apnea. I've had a motorcycle accident. We had a car car accident. Like stuff just kept on happening, and it's always been throat area and then this how this all started is like uh, i had something growing in the back of my throat and it was misdiagnosed as a regrown tonsil i had my tonsils taken out when i was seven um and then finally went to an emt and and he kind of like no, no no this is what's this is what's happening um and i know in my life uh, that i've had incarnations where i was killed for speaking up for speaking the truth for speaking uh, you know, I'm a big believer in you know the divine masculine, divine feminine, and and kind of the systematic suppression by the Catholic Church over 1600 years. Um, you know that that I was one that was trying to kind of speak the truth, and they didn't like it. So I got and so we carry some of these things with us. So it is important as we look at the physical symptoms that show up. And yes, of course, you can you know find help. But in your case, as you are now, uh, you know, a very successful pot podcast host and you're using your voice to to bring truth out right what what is different in this life than you may have had before right and there could be some constrictions still on your you can't really see it but it's 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 in your body right that they're still there and those can be i call it cut out not literally with a knife but like cut out energetically and that's part of the the practice as a shaman that I do as well to really travel backwards and figuring out, you know, what, what is on, uh, on the energetic field of a person, what can be removed, what is no longer serving you. Um, and that, that can be removed. And, and uh, in some cases, almost instant, you know, physical health is, is as a result, but it's a process of, you know, so what is it about the voice and the throat, you know, so breathing air speaking to truth and all that stuff that is perhaps not 100 yet healed right
0: yes um I mean. so i don't want to
1: analyze you and that, that was not what why i was bringing this up but it's it's just interesting that we have that we mirror each other right that, that we have this throat stuff and so we're meeting today talk, talking about health and wellness and here we are you know like uh, sharing things about uh about throat but it must have a reason <laughs> you know, right it right
0: no it's certainly resonating with me i know i did emdr therapy and when i moved here to it- Hilton had I started back up just because I wanted to just kind of touch in with myself, make sure my mental health, you know, needs were being met. And uh that's when I had gotten so sick and I was like, oh my throat's closing up, my throat's closing up, because that's that was the that was the thing that sent me to the doctor was I eat and then my throat's closing up. Um and so we did all of this again. I did all this healing work, but I was still having the throat issues. And she and she was the one, my therapist was the one that said it's something to do with your voice, Terry, and you not being able to speak something that you just, you you need to speak about. Like you need to, I said, well, I've been writing my memoir for 10 years and <laughs> I keep putting the brakes on it and it's maybe about putting my truth out there. I don't, I don't know, but yeah. So what you're saying completely resonates and I thank you for that.
1: Yes. Thank you. Yeah. I, and um, you know, I remember when I, when I came out and put Reiki Master on my LinkedIn page, again, I'm a corporate executive, LinkedIn for me was like, I had my my job, like in a pretty bow. this is me here, and then I'm gonna do kind of this spiritual site and movie stuff over here, nobody really needs to know. Uh, but then I had a website that kind of like, you know, I said, oh, well, I kind of want to put it in the world. And I thought the world would come to an end when I put Reiki Master on my LinkedIn page and nothing happened. In contrary, dialogue started to happen oh like what is this and like what do you do and like you know had conversations with uh with my boss at the time that I thought wait did that just happen so (laughs) encouragement to you like whatever scary thing that you're gonna publish in your memoir maybe it's you know come on out you know share it and uh it may not be as scary as you as you as you think no, thank you.
0: Well, that yeah, that's wonderful. Yes. And I, I keep trying to give myself that pep talk. So every time I hear the message, I'm like, all right, Terry, come on. You got this. Oh, my gosh. So I, I know we're probably over our limit, but I, I am very intrigued by, by your amazing work. So talk to us. I, I do want to talk about applied neurocellular therapy. What is that?
1: Yes, I have, uh, this really um, came out of a realization that I couldn't help some of my clients. Now, some people will say it's not up to me, it's up to you or the, you know, the person that's on the table to heal. Uh, but I have three types of clients. I have the once and done, they come in and they're healed, whether that's chronic nerve pain, whether that is chronic mi- migraines or you know sleep deprivation, whatever it could be, it's done. Others come a couple of times. It's almost like, you know, you go have a massage once a month or a chiropractor adjustment, what have you. And then the third group, it doesn't work at all. And I was flabbergasted. I was stumped. I was like, okay, I'm doing the same things. What is it really? Why? Why this isn't working? And what I found was that in a lot of cases, they would come, but maybe with a subconscious skepticism or a, well, if it doesn't work, it doesn't hurt. Well, that energy work doesn't work unless you're fully open to the possibilities, complete, you know, healing uh, mind, body, soul. So I was like, well, how do I influence someone? I can't convince them and say, just believe, you know, just believe, come on, like, you know, change your mind, you can't change that overnight. Um, And I found this uh, amazing device uh, also in Europe uh, called uh, Lucia, and it's a hypnography plan. And you have to picture this as a, a very high-powered lamp that works with LED and with stroboscope, and you close your eyes, you lay on your table or on, on a on a massage table, and um, it it activates your pineal gland, and through that it actually works with your alpha, beta, theta, and delta waves, and you have to picture almost like it's a IMAX theater that your brain produces of colors and shapes and journeys, and uh, it's it's an amazing meditation. Uh, And some would say it's an, it's an LSD trip without drugs. Um, And what I found was, and it was more, I I got the lamp more as a meditative state and there was, you know, um, claims of um, creative, increased creativity in the workplace. And the most peculiar thing that I found is that um, if I put someone under the lamp, uh, let's say for 20 to 30 minutes, I can sever the neurological pathways from the cellular structure long enough for me to get really 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 deep into the traumatic event that happened whether in a past life or this life and even though they come in and they're like eh, i'm not sure whether this is going to work that m- mindset pattern is is interrupted long enough so that i can go in on the self-structure and remove it so i call it modern technology meets ancient wisdom because it really is you know 21st century te- technology with wisdom that's coming from you know been passed down from thousands of years from the from the shamans of old and so Uh, that's really how I created it and why I'm doing it. And I've had uh, great success with, uh, with it.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. I so thought of like the blinders on the horse. Like if you're not, if you're able to just not have all the doubts and everything coming at you, you can be like, Oh, Oh, now I see. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Exactly. Right. Yep. Yep.
0: Yeah. Beautiful. Well, I just, I, I just feel so blessed to have you here talking about all of this. I want to give you an opportunity before we close out though, to touch upon anything that you may feel moved to speak about that we haven't had a chance to yet.
1: I just uh, love the opportunity to share a bit of my story. I hope that I was an inspiration for many of you out there. If you are struggling from these mystery illnesses, that help is there. It's just a question of, uh, you know, finding the right practitioner um and also if i can be of any help obviously reach out it's uh, simone.com or uh, or sacredhealing.us so you know find me uh, happy to help happy to connect um but i always say if i can heal from what i've been going through anyone can it's just take pause take a breather why is it showing up and what is it showing showing you right um and i know when we are in this health crisis um the panic button you know is usually there as i had in 2020 i'm like um but pause long enough right to kind of take a breather and and look deeply in with the help of another energy medicine practitioner with a with a medium with a naturopathic doc um there's really so much help out there there's more more that we can now do these days than than what we what we think we we can so don't take um you know a diagnosis from your doctor as as face value sometimes question even that um and uh, yeah thank you for allowing me to share a bit of my story and uh and it was a great meeting
0: oh wonderful well gosh thank you and thanks for sharing your contact info everyone i'll put in show notes all the links that you can just uh go click on and and connect with Simone. Um, and it's, again, just been such a treat to have you here. And I know I've learned so much personally. I feel like I was like picking your brain at, uh, all the, Hey, what about me? Um, so thank you again for just sharing your wisdom, um, with all of us today. Well, and the world as you do amazing healing work. All right. Yeah. Everyone. Thanks for joining us today on the healing place podcast. And remember until next time, be gentle with yourself. Thanks. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. Terry Welbrock here. Just wanted to thank you again for being a part of this healing space and my hashtag hope for healing journey. Thank you for sharing, liking, inviting others to join, listening in. Uh, You've really helped this show blossom. It has now been downloaded in 136 countries and is in the top 2% globally out of 3.2 million shows, which is just amazing. And it's all because of you and your tuning in and inviting others and sharing and liking and loving. And your reviews on Apple really help too. My goal is to hit 100 five-star reviews uh, by the end of the year. And I am closing in on that. So if you are listening in on Apple or Apple Podcasts, please go and rate the show and leave a review if you absolutely love it, and uh, I would be most appreciative. Also, if you would like to receive my monthly Hope for Healing newsletter, please be sure to go to Terrywellbrock.com. It's T-E-R-I, just one R, com and i have a uh, a gift to send you for signing up for that monthly hope for healing newsletter plus there are many other resources listed on that page including a resource library all right thanks bye bye <laughs>